to you? We are in terrible danger. That note jogged my memory. I know where we are now. We are in the Canadian Arctic in 1847. More exact than that, Christine. These men are the crews of the Terror and the Erebus, an expedition that was lost in the Arctic for several years. I just find them eventually, then. Uh, they never found either of the ships, and all they found of the crew were some of their remains. You mean... Precisely. According to history records, there were no survivors. Having, <laughs> be careful where you point that thing, especially when it's in my direction. I didn't trust the lies you were telling me, Doctor. I was listening to what you were saying to your friend here. Now I know I was right. You are obviously here to kill us all. Don't be a fool, man. You overheard bits and pieces of a conversation. Let me explain. Oh, you'll have your chance to explain. Now, march back to camp, the both of you. And don't try anything. I will not hesitate to shoot. Really, Irving, you should listen to reason. We're not here to harm you. Shut up! Are you all right? As well as can be expected after someone takes a shot at you. He did try to shoot me, right? Doctor, look! Irving is lying in the snow! What? Mr. Irving, are you all right? Uh... Could he have shot himself? A trained naval officer? His pulse is weak. Breathing's quite shallow. He seems to be in rather bad shape. Doctor, look at his neck. Hmm... There appears to be four separate wounds on his neck. Here, Christine, hold this medical kit while I try to stop the bleeding. Hmm, I dare say these aren't any gunshot wounds I've ever seen before. Something else caused them. Something else? But there's no one here but us, Doctor. Yes, I'm aware of that, Chris, but it does appear as if something attacked him. Question is, where could it have gone? And better yet, why didn't we see it? Do you think it will come back? Do you think what will come back, Miss? Lieutenant Edward Little, First Officer of the Terror. Really? First Officer of the Terror? Congratulations on such an esteemed position. I'm the Doctor, and this is... I've been told who you both are, Doctor. Lieutenant. Lieutenant Irving. What's going on here? We had nothing to do with it. Really? I suppose he did that to himself, then. Some people just shouldn't play with guns, but in this case, I... In this case, Doctor... If the two of you don't tell me what happened this instant, then I'll have Sergeant Tozer shoot you both where you stand! He looks the type that would enjoy it, too. The furrowed brow, the pursed lips. Made too many faces as a lad, eh? <laughs> See, Mother was right. Enough of this! Please calm down, Lieutenant. We have every intention of cooperating with you, but right now, I think it's more important to make Mr. Irving more comfortable and get him proper medical treatment as soon as possible. Oh! Doctor! Mr. Tozer? That was completely unnecessary. Let me go! I must see if the doctor is injured! Hold still, girl. Your friend is still alive, girl. How much longer the both of you remain that way depends on how you explain yourselves. The doctor was already trying to explain such to me when the ogre here attacked him for it! Wilkes, strong! Carry Lieutenant Irving back to the camp where he can be treated for his wounds. And be careful about it. Bailey, I want you to drag this criminal back here with us. Toza, bring the girl. If she refuses to behave, you have my permission to use whatever force you think necessary. Aye, sir. Lay a finger on me, Tozer, and I will have thee praying to God for mercy. Move along. 
Come in. Sorry to bother you in your cabin, Captain, but we have a young lady visitor who has asked to see you. Hello, Captain. Well, hello, Leoc. We haven't seen you in a while. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Dr. Petty. Certainly, sir. Have fun chatting, you two. At least he left the door open. Good old John Petty. We served together aboard the HMS Mary. He's like a brother to me. Dr. Petty has always been kind to me. As you are, Captain Crozier. You are our guest, Leoc. It's common courtesy. It has been quite some time since we last saw you, though. I hope we did nothing to offend you. I have been with my tribe. They would not allow me to come back to see you. Why? It's not because of Fitzjames, is it? No. My people believe that you are attracting evil spirits. Preposterous! Perhaps. But it is why I have come. Really? Please, tell me more. Eving is taking a turn for the worst, girl. If you will stop protecting your friend here, there is a very good chance that you will be spared. But only if you start telling me the truth! I am telling the truth! Irving was heard a conversation and was taken us back to camp when he was suddenly attacked! When we looked behind us, Irving was on the ground and his attacker gone! If Lieutenant Irving was attacked by someone, then you can tell me who it was. We do not know! We did not see him! Do you really expect me to believe this story? That the two of you, out in the open, never saw who attacked Lieutenant Irving, and further claim that this attacker vanished into thin air before you could see where he went? I've never heard such rubbish. No, no, Lord Barusa. I promise you the master and I were nowhere near the chemistry lab when it exploded. Doctor, you were all right. I was really hurt if my hands were not bound. Oh, hello, Mr. Little. I remember you. I believe we were having a nice friendly discussion when Mr. Toza got all excited could no longer ignore his Neanderthal-like impulse to start clubbing things. How are you both now? Any more inclined to listen to reason? Oh, we'll listen to reason all right, Doctor. Just as soon as one of you stops lying through their teeth! Oh dear, I was hoping you were going to be a little more rational when I woke up. How disappointing. At any rate, here is what happened. Irving misheard our conversation and was taking us back to camp when he was suddenly attacked. When we looked behind us, Irving was on the ground and his attacker gone. That's just what she said. Of course it is. It's the truth. I don't believe you. I think you're trying to play me the fool. I should just have you both shot right now. Yes, well, before you decide to do that, why not give me a chance to try and save Mr. Irving over there? He won't live much longer without proper medical attention. All right, Doctor. To save Irving, I'll give you a chance. But we'll be watching you. Closely. Any funny business, and it will be the last thing that you do. I promise, no funny business, not even a guffaw. Right, Sergeant. Untie him. Wilkes, shoot him if he tries anything. Aye, sir. Thank you, Mr. Tozer. Now then, Lieutenant, I'm going to need my medical kit, which I was holding when the good Sergeant attacked me. There are some rather advanced tools in there that you will probably not recognize. I don't think so, Doctor. I assure you that I will do nothing to harm any of you. If I make any sudden movements, you can make Sergeant Tozer there gleefully happy by letting him thump me again. Doctor? It'll be all right, Christine. I'm sure these gentlemen don't really want to harm anyone unless they feel threatened, and I promise I will be quite unthreatening. Fine. Tozer, give him his equipment. Thank you, Sergeant. 
Now then, Mr. Little, I'm going to need to give Mr. Irving a shot of Andrexolin to stabilize his condition. Andrex... what? Andrexolin. A medicinal compound developed by the Belgians. It's not exactly something you can pick up from the corner chemist. It helps to halt the degradation of a patient's condition and may even revive him. This is quite peculiar. What is? Judging by the lesions and the condition of his skin, Irving appears to be suffering from an advanced case of scurvy. Those walks were not there when we met him earlier today. That's right. If he'd had a case of scurvy to this degree, he wouldn't have been able to stand, let alone trudge around the Arctic. He would have been bedridden for some time. That's what happened to Lieutenant Gore. He was perfectly healthy, and then he died suddenly of scurvy. The same thing happened to most of the others who died. Are you sure? Well, at least that's what Dr. Petty said. That's very interesting. Oh. He's waking up! Good show, Doctor! Belgians, eh? Hard to believe they'd have anything we English don't. After all, Europe isn't as big as it used to be. Actually, the Belgians I'm speaking of aren't exactly located in your neighborhood. They reside in the Pontan Cluster. Never heard of it. You should try getting out more often. Now hush! Irving's trying to say something. Creature. What, Mr. Irving? Silver. Creature. What's that, man? You're not making sense. I was attacked by a large silver creature with claws. He's delirious. No, it was a monster. It came at me while I was marching the doctor and the girl to camp. I shot it, but it didn't stop. The next thing I remember is waking up here. Are you sure you don't remember anything else? No. That's all. Oh, the pain. Can you give him anything else, Doctor? There should be some painkillers in here somewhere. It's no good, Doctor. He's dead. I'm very sorry, Mr. Little. He was too far gone. I appreciate your attempts, Doctor. I'm not sure yet that the two of you aren't mixed up with this somehow, or that Irving wasn't seeing things. But certainly your guilt is now in doubt. Sergeant Tozer will now escort the two of you to another hut. Mr. Irving will be properly laid to rest in the morning. Then we'll head back to the ships and let Captain Crozier decide what's to be done with you. Take them away, Toza. Aye, sir. Good morning, Captain Crozier. You wish to see me? Yes, Captain Fitzjames. The young lady here has quite a story to tell you. Young lady? (laughs) And where, pray tell me, is a young lady to be found in these parts? Miss Leoc, if you would be so kind as to tell Commander Fitzjames here your tale. Yes, Captain. I'll remind you, Captain Crozier, that I am now in command of the Erebus, and that I do not have to tolerate the presence of a savage aboard my vessel. And I will remind you that I am now in charge of this expedition. This is a young lady, and she will be treated as such. Pardon the interruption, sirs, but Lieutenant Little has just arrived back from camp. I've given him and his party a clean bill of health, and he wanted to report to you straight away. (sighs) Thank you, Dr. Petty. Wait a moment. Who are you two? Hello, I'm the doctor and this is Christine. You must be Captain Crozier. I can't tell you how delighted we are to finally meet you. Where on earth did you two come from? Well, not from earth, really. At least not me, although Christine here is a native. You are Inuit? No, English, actually. Doctor, you were babbling. I am? Oh, sorry. 
I was just so excited to meet someone who wasn't threatening to kill us, I lost my head. You may yet, Doctor. Your innocence hasn't been proven. Mr. Little, I need you to report immediately on who these people are and why you are threatening them. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. Yesterday I went to check on Lieutenant Irving's progress at camp and discovered that he had met with the two strangers who claimed to be explorers and were stranded in the ice as we are. Irving apparently overheard them conspiring against us as he tried to escort them back to camp where he was savagely attacked by what he claimed to be a large silver beast. He died of his injuries late last night, and then we brought them here to you, Captain. Oh, another man dead. Poor Irving. He was a good man. <laughs> a large silver beast? Really? Yes, sir. That is what Mr. Irving claimed, sir. I'm sorry, Mr. Little, but I really must interject here. First of all, we are not conspiring against anyone. Second and far more important, if you ask me... No one has. Then you should be, because the marks on Lieutenant Irving were not made by anything even remotely human. Or even remotely from this planet, I dare say. <laughs> Ridiculous. Actually, I'm almost inclined to believe him. You can't be serious. Liak here told me a fantastic tale. It's what I came to talk to you about in the first place. Go on, Liak, tell them. I came here, against my people's wishes, to warn you that we have seen Tupelaks in your ship recently. Tupelaks? Yes, they are evil spirits that the shamans use to get revenge against their enemies. My people have seen them twice recently near here. They were afraid to warn you, for fear of bringing their wrath upon us. Ha! <laughs> Barbaric nonsense! I admit I was skeptical too, but she said that one of the beasts killed Ice Master Reed outside of the Erebus several weeks ago. Then it vanished with his body. It might explain why we haven't found the remains of some of our missing men. And maybe these savages are killing us off one by one. Could they really be evil spirits, Doctor? Really, Christine, have I taught you nothing? Everywhere. However, Captain they could Franklin be mistaking some kind of life form of for these tupelaks. Perhaps something to, to do with the distress that we picked up in the TARDIS? That is it! Doctor, we can save everybody by taking them with us in the TARDIS! Christine? What's that about taking us with you? Your ship is still sailable, I take it? Yes, well, in a sense... To be honest, we weren't exactly stranded, you see. Mr. Irving just assumed we were all on his own. Ah, and you let him believe it, didn't you? Why do you look so concerned, Doctor? Don't you want us to come along with you? Isn't there enough room? Oh, no, there's plenty of room. It's just difficult to explain why we can't take you with us. Doctor, you are implicated in the death of at least one member of our crew. It might go a long way to establishing your credibility if you'd be more willing to avail your transportation to us and get us all home. Mr. Fitzjames. Captain Fitzjames. Despite the cold, I'm quite sure your brain hasn't yet frozen all the way through. So if you'd be willing to open your eyes, anyone with even your high rank can see the marks on Lieutenant Irving were not made by either Christine or me. So I'd say that you have far more trouble right now than just being stranded on top of the world. Your guilt or innocence will have to wait, I'm afraid. Right now, I must think of the lives and safety of my crew. Therefore, I must commandeer your ship for their sakes. No, I can't let you. You'll do untold damage to the time stream. I can't... No! Leave him alone! I had me, Ogre! Or you shall regret it! Please calm down, Miss Christine. That was uncalled for, Tozer. Let her go! Aye, Captain. Doctor, are you all right? Tozer, carry the doctor down to Irving's cabin. Petty, 
Go with him to check on his condition. Miss Christine, if you will allow Lieutenant Little to accompany you to the cabin, you will be able to look after your friend. Well, Captain Crozier, it looks as though we have a landing party to prepare. I assume we'll be leaving as soon as possible to commandeer the Doctor's ship? Yes, Fitzjames. It looks like we are saved at last. Oh. Doctor! He should be fine, miss. We'll be going then. Come on, Petty. We have a lot of preparations to make before we leave. Certainly. Just keep giving him water and tell him not to strain himself for the next few hours. Thank you, Dr. Petty. Private Hammond will be on guard outside of this room. If you have need of anything, let him know. Uh, Jamie, would you mind not slamming the door while I'm trying to nap? There's a good chap. Doctor, I am not Jamie. How are you? No, of course you're not Jamie, Chris. I'm sure I'll be right as rain as soon as the cabin stops spinning like Dorothy Gale's house. What? Never mind. Just keep talking so I can focus on your voice. It will help me get my bearings. Certainly. Why do you not want me to mention the turtles to those people? Well, you see, if I were to rescue a crew of over 100 people when they were all fated to die, it could irrevocably change history. Even one of them could affect the time stream adversely. For example, what if one of them were to go out to marry someone like Jeanette Jerome, the mother of Winston Churchill? Would Churchill then even be born? What ramifications would that have on the Second World War if he wasn't? Also, future explorers learn from the mistakes and overconfidence of the Franklin Expedition. An even bigger group of explorers might perish if they did not learn from them. There is no doubt if these men survived, they or their children could cause long-term changes to the time stream. It's just too great a risk. I think I understand, but it does not make such any less cruel. I know. Time can be a terribly harsh master. It thinks of no one but itself. Even the longest live being is nothing more than a mist. Here one moment, and gone the next. Wait a moment! What if we were to take them to a different planet where they could not do any harm? It would be better than dying here in this horrible cold of being killed by some strange creature! Hmm. We might be able to do that. I'm not sure. Let me give it some thought. Want to make sure we're not breaking any serious laws of time by doing that, right? Thank you, Doctor. Certainly, Chris. What is wrong? Is it your head? I'm not sure what it is. It's similar to the pain I felt when the cairn appeared just before Irving was attacked. Christine, I think something terrible is about to happen. Quiet down in there! No shouting! Lucky prisoners. Who goes there? What are you? Hello, meat. Hammond, are you alright? What's going on out there? Mr. Hammond! There's that pain again, Chris. Hammond, open up! The doctor is sick! What's all the commotion? Oh, my lord! Captain Crozier, what's going on out there? How's Private Hammond? He's dead, sir. Oh, poor Hammond! Would someone please let us out? Let them out, Mr. Little. 
Thank you. Now, where's Mr. Hammond? Oh, my. Oh. Mr. Tozer, I do wish you'd stop doing that. Doctor! Tozer, why did you do that? They killed Hammond. How? They were lost in Irving's cabin! Oh, oh, yeah. Sergeant, do me a favor, and don't hit anyone again until ordered to. Is that clear? Aye, sir. Give me a hand, Lieutenant. Come on, Doctor. Thank you. Hello. I'm the deadest, and this is my companion, Fluffy the Wonder Bunny. Doctor, there is no one there. Of course there is, Victoria. Fluffy has been invaluable in my battles against the Daleks, Cybermen, and especially the giant blue carrots of Metabellus III. Who big oaf? Look what she have done to him! I'm sure he'll be fine, miss. Mr. Little and I will take him to the infirmary personally if you would like to accompany us. Thank you, Captain. You know, Captain, you're really quite short for a giraffe. <sighs> Bailey, strong. Bring Hammond's body to the infirmary as well. Tozer, keep an eye on the area and look for signs as to whom or what attacked him. And try not to hit anything. Aye, Captain. This way, Doctor. Come, Fluffy, to the Batcave. Eight bells, Captain. Yes, yes, I know. I was up all night trying to figure out how to log Private Hammond's death. Well, here we are. Are you all ready to steal my ship? Are you sure you're feeling well enough to travel, Doctor? Thank you for your concern, Captain, but I really think I should witness the theft of my property, don't you? I'm sure I'll be fine. Any luck finding the creature who murdered Hammond? No, we searched the ship from stem to stern. Whatever was responsible somehow made it onto the ship and off again without a trace. You're still buying into this superstitious rubbish? Obviously Hammond was killed by the savages in a plot with these two. We can argue about that later. For now, the Doctor and his companion are going to take our men back to their ship, where we can assess whether or not it is feasible for us to use it to escape with enough provisions to sustain us. Meanwhile, the rest remain on guard against any further attacks, whether they be from beast or man. May I accompany then? I'm sure I could be of some help. Excellent suggestion, Miak. You certainly know the area better than we do. This is preposterous. This woman may be in cahoots with these two to kill us. I insist that at least one of them remain here under guard. Mr. Fitzjames, I am tired of having my judgment questioned by you at every turn. I am in charge of this expedition now, and my orders will be followed. Do I make myself clear? Have it your way, Crozier. Good. Lieutenant Little will be leading a party of 30 men along with Le Vicomte of the Erebus. Corporal Hedges and Private Wilkes are assigned to keep an eye on the Doctor and Christine. Oh good, someone to talk to. These long trips can get quite boring without stimulating conversation. All ready to go then? Are you prepared, Mr. Little? Aye, Captain. Then I wish you good luck. We should be there soon, should we not? Soon, Christine. Another few hours. Hours? A brisk walk in the cold air does wonders for the skin, Chris. Yes, it does. It gives it goosebumps. And a charming shade of blue you are. You blend in quite well with the floor of Metabellus III. Oh! Are you all right? Oh, there it is again. A terrible nausea and pain in my head. I wonder where Mr. Tozer is. Doctor! The cap is right over there! We must have traveled faster than you thought. What? No, we should have had a few good hours to go yet. We must have traveled.
traveled in space like that cairn did earlier. Do these jumps happen often around here, Mr. Little? What? Oh, you mean why it sometimes seems like we travel faster than we should? Don't worry about it. It has something to do with the ice plinks. Irving found you over this way, didn't he, Doctor? Yes, that's right. How can he not be concerned about driving kilometers in a matter of moments? Ice blinks are the arctic versions of mirages. It must be the best explanation they could come up with. Doctor, there is a TARDIS! What? A blue cupboard? That cupboard you're so blithely dismissing is my ship. You're joking. No, Lieutenant. Bet you weren't expecting something like that, were you? Do you take us for fools, Doctor? Tell me where your vessel is before I lose my temper. I assure you that is my ship, and there is plenty of room inside for everyone. Come on, Lieutenant, I'll give you a guided tour. I won't even charge you a sixpence. Doctor, not again! He's not moving! What happened to him? I do not know! He is suddenly quite uncollapsed! We must help him! Right. You grab his shoulders, Toza. I've got his legs. Back to camp, Mr. Toza. No! Me must make him inside the TARDIS! Miss Christine, it simply isn't possible for us all to fit inside that small box. Now let's be reasonable. Let's get the doctor back to camp where he can be properly cared for. I do not understand! Everything he needs is... Wait a minute. What happened? That silly blue box is gone, Lieutenant. It cannot be! It cannot be! Try to get a hold of yourself, young lady. It's just a box. It is not just a box! You do not understand! The TARDIS! It is gone!